Hi everybody, this is Christopher and you're listening to Finding Japan Epilogue 6. Well, I hope you're all well everybody. It's a beautiful, dreary Sunday afternoon here in Japan. It is the Monday, September 20th. I'm going to make this introduction really short because I do want to post a, uh, not really an interview, but more of just a roundtable discussion with uh, Linda, Fred, and Terrence uh, during Terrence and Fred's visit here to Japan. So uh, in the interest of uh, keeping it short, I will just go ahead and post that instead and hope you all enjoy. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you all soon. Hi everybody, welcome to Finding Japan Prologue. Is it a prologue or an epilogue? I actually had to look that up before I knew what it was. The epilogue? Because you, yeah, because it's, yeah, after your... Prologue Epilogue. before. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah. I should have known that from George Lucas. Uh, See, I thought it was the prologue to the show, not to the whole podcast. Oh, no, it's the epilogue three then. It's the epilogue of your original. But the prologue to the podcast. This is the prologue (laughs) to the epilogue. (laughs) Because you did do the prologue. You did that whole thing before you came to Japan. You did all those prep episodes. I think you included them. I did, you're right, you're right. You included them with the whole show, but still. I did, but now I'm on the epilogue. In a book, the prologue comes before the epilogue. So yeah, that's why you guys are here. So with us today, we have the lovely Linda. (laughs) And we have Fred from the... uh, who the Finding Japan listeners will know from the previous coffee episodes. And Just the coffee? I think so. I don't know if you were on any other episodes. I think you're particularly famed for your coffee episodes. Yeah, there was, there was a big request for that. But we won't be having any coffee tonight. Well, maybe we will. It's early, yeah. It's still early. And, uh, of course, T-Bone Taro. And... Hi, great cow! I know this is Noah. I only talk... Shut up, T-Bone. Stop. <laughs> And Terrence, too, is coming up and joining us here in Tokyo. We have a big group that's been staying with us the past couple days and enjoying the sights and sound, both from the indoors and the outdoors. <laughs> Good times, which we'll talk which about we can later. we get into yeah. a little bit, but uh, I don't know. Why don't we just get into it? I mean, I guess we could talk a little bit about... Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Fred's experience, because Fred was actually at the very beginning of the uh, Japan experience for me when we came in November of 2005. Initially for 10 days. That's right. And Fred, yes, I am. <laughs> Fred, Fred's a bit distracted. Yeah, no, I'm not. I think he's doing homework right now or something. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, so it's been a while since Fred has joined us here in Japan uh, for a reunion or anything. Actually, this is the first time back. And it was before there wasn't us to be joining. About That's five true. years. Yeah. Five years. Five years. And so a lot of my previous experiences in Japan were, were with Fred. Yeah. And uh, it'd be really interesting to hear Fred's feedback about uh, what you've found different in Japan this time and what hasn't changed. We were just talking tonight, actually, about a couple changes that Fred has noticed in Japan. We have indeed, most notably, the beer head. The beer head. Why don't you describe to us what a beer head is and why it matters? <laughs> Man, there's so many different ways I can take that. Uh, I, I'll go. I'll go with. Straight, <laughs> I'll go with a straight laced, uh, straight laced explanation. So the Japanese, at least apparently, previous to five years ago, enjoyed a significant amount of foam head on top of their beer, 
when it's pulled from a, from a tap. And the, the cool thing was you, you yank the tap back to get the beer, you push the tap forward to get extra foam. And, uh, oh, you know, we've, right. been having a lot of, we've been having a lot of, see, I'm, I'm filling you in. I'm telling that's you about Japan. That's what the guy did the other day at the, yeah. um, the bourbon bar. Oh, really? I didn't even notice. I wasn't paying attention. I had my back to the beer, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, so anyway, so, uh, so I've noticed that there's significantly less of that going on right now, which, which is a very interesting, uh, very interesting and rapid change, I think. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the old original Japanese rule was the three-finger rule. So the head would be about three fingers. Wait. Again, no, no, no. We took it straight lace, not, not perverse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the old rule was the three-finger rule. <laughs> but they've slowly realized that you get more for your money when you fill it with beer and not foam. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a three-finger rule. So if you got like a small like can of beer, like just like the mm-hmm. small beer, you, you, you could theoretically, depending on how... You know, if your waiter had sausage fingers, you could have like <laughs> half, a, half a cup of foam. Yeah, you'd be like, ooh, this was lovely foam with a little dash of beer. Yeah. So it was three finger even on the smaller cups? On the, the what they call the chujoki, the, the medium size mug, the standard size Japanese mug. And would, yeah. they, would they work their way down as they went to the small ones? Uh, what fingers, if you got the king size? One finger. Let's get the whole hand. The whole hand. <laughs> <laughs> you were happy, like foreigners were happy when, like, the, when the cute girl with the really small hand would serve the girl, serve the beer, because her three fingers would only be like that much, you know? Then you get the meaty guy. Urgh. Would you have people back then who actually got the beer and were like sizing it up to make sure it was at least? I don't think they went that far, but yeah. But didn't they put less foam on foreigners' beer? They yeah, they've done that for a long time. And if you go to like more like international pubs and like like Irish pubs or like a, like a gaijin bar, foreigners' bar, they they always like even the Japanese staff are told like especially if you see a foreigner, don't give them any more than two fingers of foam. You know, like don't. See, I'm pretty convinced we had at least four to seven fingers of foam. <laughs> at least before. Back in the day. Yeah, it's back it, in the well, good it, old days. It, it does. This is the rule, but it does often. Well, memory tends to stick over. upon the things you remember, so yeah. it probably was three fingers. You went back and told people it was four, and by the time, five years later, it yeah. was about three, nine fingers. <laughs> We're going to talk again and next year. And then it was just a whole like... cup of foam. <laughs> We're going to talk next Next couple of years or something like that, it'll be like foam and a shot of beer. <laughs> so, so what else have you noticed since you've, you've come back here? We're talking about smoking things. I noticed that people smoke a lot less, or I should say many fewer people smoke. Mm. I've noticed that. Maybe all those ads that we that I was seeing a couple of years ago, that they were, they were like a white ad, or with the like green. white background with the green, yeah. like really simple illustration yeah. that would say things like, I'm carrying a 700 Celsius degree torch in my hand. When I burned you, it made me sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cool ad. You know what's funny about the ad campaign? It was done by JT, Japan Tobacco. Oh, really? Yeah. Or at least it's the Japan Tobacco is paid for the ads, but probably Dentsu or some ad company did it. But that design has like been pretty... Pretty like, popular. Pretty popular. It's, good. it's really good graphic design, regardless of what the message is. I really like those good, those graphic design campaigns. Speaking of Japanese uh, tobacco ads, mm-hmm. um, maybe it has more to do with putting like really, uh, you know, muscular men in strong shorts that are bald who look like Mr. Clean on the side of the cigarette machine. Daisy Duke. Daisy yeah. Dukes, yeah. I don't even remember if I posted that picture. Yeah, I think I posted it to Facebook. I, I think, think you I did because I've seen it. And that's how I saw it. Yeah, you posted it to yeah. Facebook. Yeah. yeah, there's no Finding Japan Facebook page. I'm not no, about to start no. one because I can barely maintain. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you'll have to post it with it. Yeah, I'll put it on the, the list. Maybe move your blog over to Tumblr or something. Something easier, just you know, that's burdensome for you or something. Oh, it's not a matter of actually physically doing it. 
It's maintaining. It's the maintaining. Yeah. So that's cool. Any other differences you notice? You know, the other thing that I really noticed. It's kind of an awful thing to say because it's a little bit elitist, but I've noticed a significant improvement in teeth. Really? I really, really have. If you remember, when we first got here the first time, the first person we spoke to at the airport was this really cute girl who was giving us our cell phone rental, and she smiled and she had like this massive, maybe dime-sized chunk of tooth decay that was yellow right under two front teeth. And it was really something, you know, to behold, but... You know, we started seeing a lot of that all around, and now it's uh, looks like they really cleaned up their uh, the, the dental hygiene situation in Japan. I've seen a lot of dental clinics around. Mm-hmm. And I know is that a new thing? Or? Yeah, I think it is, and I think I know a lot more people who are getting um, braces even as adults. Like even if it's late, you know, even if it's not as early as we do, we do it back in the states. At least they're trying to do something about it. I had a coworker who just got braces. got braces. She did just get braces, didn't she? She, did. she didn't have them last time we saw her. No, no. Well, so. yeah, she got them like maybe a month or two ago, and she's in her. I want to say she's in her 30s. So. Yeah, late 20s, early 30s. Well, I would just say that regardless of straight teeth, not seeing tooth decay is actually a big improvement in my you know, yeah, my opinion. I'm less bothered by crooked teeth, much less than... than and the tooth decay. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, I think Japan's exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's really what I've noticed. You know, the, the, the top three on my on my what's different list. That of my money seems to be worth a little bit less. Or a lot, a lot less. less. A lot yeah. less. Yeah, Fred, Fred arrived here, uh, what, about a week and a half ago almost now? No. Well, a week and a couple days? Tuesday, Tuesday right now? last week. Oh, exactly a week ago. Today, Isn't Tuesday? it Wednesday? Yeah, today's, oh, where is today? Yeah, today's Wednesday. Nobody knows what day it is. <laughs> it's That's Wednesday. a really good sign. Everyone's all relaxed. It's been over a week. It's a week and a day ago, and as soon as Fred arrived, his... His ability to afford anything was immediately decreased. I think he can pretty much afford a coffee now, and then that's it before you can go home. A very small coffee. Good thing you bought your return ticket already. Yeah, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't afford to get to the airport. So. <laughs> if anybody hears this in time, I really need a ride. <laughs> so Terrence came up what to uh, join us for the uh, Yoshida Fire Festival. Yeah, on uh, really Thursday. Cool. Well, I Thursday. took the night bus Wednesday, but I arrived on Thursday morning. It was all supposed to be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of plans for him. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of plans. We were going to do the fire festival, and then um, we're going to... I forgot what we are going to do on Friday. We, we went dinner. to dinner Friday. Went to dinner Friday. With your but colleagues. We, I thought we had a... That's right. We're yeah, gonna you guys have the dinner, and yeah. stuff. Yep. And then Saturday, the Samba we're going to do the Samba Festival in, in Asakusa, and then maybe do like a nice, another nice dinner and mm-hmm. some cruising on Sunday. But Terrence had a different set of plans <laughs> in line for him. Why don't you explain like, so, what happened here? Since last, well, since la- on last Monday I, um, of last week, I started having I kind of my throat was sore or back, like kind of tonsil area. And I thought, okay, I'll drink water and hold off on the beer and the alcohol and take a lot of vitamins and hopefully it'll go away. So I catch the night bus on Wednesday night, get here on Thursday, and it's still... Immediately started drinking beer. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> at night, at night, at that, in the afternoon at the festival a little bit. But, yeah, a little bit. Because I thought, you know, I, that's what I was holding off for. I was going to come here and, you know, and have fun. But it was hurting. I was taking a lot of uh, ibuprofen 
and just Fred's wonderful concoction. Yeah, Fred's yeah, wonderful yeah, yeah. concoction of coolies, some mint candy and throat candy, <laughs> and uh, uh, immu- immunization boosting vitamin Airborne. tablet. Airborne. Fred comes in with like a bag of like, like, yeah. like take this, take this, take three of these. Yeah. And yeah, while yeah, it, while it, it already failed you, but yeah. without giving proper instructions. Yeah. <laughs> I start chewing the tablet that you're supposed to mix in the water. <laughs> but. Um, it wasn't, it was bad, but it was like, okay, it hurts, but whatever, I'll get over it kind of thing. But then that, as we got back in the evening, man, it started getting really bad. Yeah, you weren't looking too good. You kind of like, no. not. You, I think you were hurting so bad you weren't even moaning anymore. And so the back of my throat, the tonsil area was just like, it wasn't swollen per se, but it was hard. Like I could touch the back of my throat, like near the uvula. On the side of the tonsil, I was like, "This is like one side is regular, the, the unaffected side, ineffective. The uninfected side is like regular soft tissue, and the other side's like kind of rock hard." I'm like, "What's going on here?" And then, so next morning, we go to the hospital, the lovely uh, St. Luke's Hospital in Tokyo, very nice place. Um, and the doctor is like, "Okay, I'm gonna take the, you have pus in the in your around your tonsils. So I'm gonna take it out with a needle. Oh, lovely, great." So I get a needle poked in the back of my throat, and get the pus taken out, and get and get about man, the syringe tube had about half an inch full of pus on the side. It was quite a bit, a little bit of blood in there, but a lot of serious pus. And I was just like, I felt immediately better. I mean, I was still down, but I felt immediately better. And then the next thing, the doctor, I'm like, great, all right, so give me some medicines, I'll be out of here, I'll be back to partying, it's going to be all good. <laughs> Doctor's like, like, oh, you're like, staying pus boy, you're... <laughs> You're staying for five days. Oh, it's okay. more like not in this country would you ever go home Oh, man. It's like five days of bed rest because you had an infection. And we have to give you antibiotics and steroids. and Okay. So, yeah. When the nurse came out to call me back, I was like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> they never can get somebody. Linda was like the waiting family member. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got this one of those moments like, you should say your last goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs> so then, like, you know, so Linda sends me a text, and she's like, oh, Terrence has to, has to stay. And I don't, I don't remember if he told me, like, how long he had to stay or whatever, but you said, I, I think you should bring his suitcase and, you know, bags five days. and stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, this isn't good. So I was, like, packing up the suitcase and everything, and then Fred and I walked over to the St. Luke's about a 20-minute walk from here, and... Uh, I said to Fred on the way, it's like, man, I was like, it's kind of like my friend died or something. Because like, I'm bringing his stuff to the hospital, and I'm like, dude, he's not even, he's not even well enough to like, bring his own stuff. You know, I feel bad, you know? It's just kind of like a somber moment because I knew like he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't be around to hang out with us on the weekend and stuff. Yeah, it was kind of, it sucked. I mean, I was in such pain that it's like, whatever will make it go away and make, me, make myself get better was kind of nice. But I was like, five, the next five days. I was like, oh, man. My first thought was, that's a bit excessive. Yeah. And I thought, okay, maybe the doctor's just saying that. And it's really three days. And he just wants to say five days to make sure you stay in the hospital or some kind of, you know, you know, just think maybe that's the way doctors are. But nope, he meant it. Got in there Friday, didn't leave till Tuesday. So what was your uh, impression of uh, the hospital? That was your first time being in the hospital here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere, uh, right? My first time ever to stay in a hospital overnight. Yeah. It was cool. You know I mean? It's... I mean, I think we all noted the certain bureaucratic things, like just like we go to the walk-in emergency counter, and it's like you need to sign in and fill out a form. And it's like, 
okay, if I had blood coming out of my head, would this be happening? <laughs> like, like, I get it that I'm not that case, but I am walking up to the emergency desk. Can I just get checked in? Like, so it was just that kind of interesting and very Japanese bureaucracy. But once you get into the system, things always seem to work really fast in Japan. It's just until you get there, it's always like, you know, fill out these five forms with your address. and Because like, we need the address on each form that you fill up. Okay. And then they would like to know who of the emergency care you would like to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of telling who you who they think you should see. Oh, this is a the great point that Liz is bringing up. They were like, do you need to see a, a, a NICA, an internal medicine specialist, or an ENT? And I'm figuring ENT, but I'm like, they're asking me this because there's something I don't know, and maybe I should say it. Like, I felt like a weird quiz that if I get the answer wrong, I'm going to get the doctor to just take a knife to my throat and like, <laughs> you know, like I just, I was like, this is vital somewhere, right? This could be like, you know, between like good co- medical care and something that I'm not going to be happy with, or and it just turned out like eventually I was just like, I think I said very irritatedly, ir- irritably to them, I was like, I'm sick and I'm not a medical specialist. That's why I'm here. Where should I go? <laughs> and finally, like I think they went off and talked amongst themselves, and by the time the paperwork came and they were pushing me along, they were already like, you're going to the ENT. I was like. Just send me to the ENT in the first place. So that was kind of kind of weird, but but you do have the St. Luke's souvenir card that you will bring every time you come to Tokyo. I do. Now. now you're a lifelong member. You can go in there anytime. <laughs> yeah, you know, smooth as pie. I don't know how. Smooth it was nice. I got my own <laughs> <laughs> smooth as glass. It's nice and smooth. Yeah, um, I got um. Uh, my own room. It was really cool. Uh, eh, TV. That was cool. You had a pretty cool setup in there too. Yeah. We we uh, got DVD got player. Terrence mm-hmm. checked into his room and yeah. has like a nice flat screen hanging from the ceiling and a DVD player and the whole yeah whole deal. I think St. Luke's all their um, all their uh, stay rooms are all uh, private, single. They well, do... I think it makes sense. Yeah. Why stay next to the other guy that's got something worse than you yeah. do? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is a pretty awful, stupid thing that they do in the U.S. And actually everywhere in Europe as well. You always share a room with somebody who's mm. at least as sick as you. And, you know, you're always going to you're always gonna pick something up from them if you're staying by yourself. Yeah, I wonder how they decide that. It's they not standard like... in, Jap- in Japan, though. Like, because uh, my friend was asking me about that. Like, oh, you, you have your own room? And I was like, yeah. She's like, wow. Like, it's so yeah. it's not. I visited a friend in the hospital when I lived here before. And she was staying in a room with four other people. Three other people. So really? four people in that room, yeah. So note to self, St. Luke's is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I also heard it's one of the most expensive hospitals. It is, and I think that had it been, I don't know, I have to confirm, I'll have to talk to somebody, but maybe had it been like a, I guess what we would call in the States a general hospital or a public hospital, um, I think the health insurance should have covered at least some of the, at least, at least well, at least the 70% of the hospital stay, but in this case they were like, no, it's all on you. So luckily I had supplemental insurance. Which is something. If you live in Japan and um, you get the national health insurance, it's great. But also get some kind of private. Yeah. Yeah. I or have, or uh, make sure that like yeah. there's a good hospital nearby that. Yeah, where you're. Will where cover it everything. will be covered by the national health insurance. I'll have to check on that because that was strange. I was very surprised by that. And they were like, "No, we don't. Yeah, you know, our hospital states are not covered under the insurance." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so I called up my insurance company. And it took a little bit of faxing and some stuff like that. But my insurance company was really awesome about it. No weird like you know like. 
once they got the forms and once they, they got processed, they were really cool about it. Once they figured out you were in pain waiting yeah. in the hospital to be admitted. Yeah, once they figured out the fax has to be sent, you know, within the next five minutes yeah. and not yeah. the next morning. Yeah, and it was a little bit of that, a little bit of like, he's out to lunch a lot. I'm like, yeah, this person's been out to lunch a few times. Y'all need to like stop. And then after, after I insist on a little bit, of it, like all of a sudden he's on the phone, I'm like, what happened to lunch? <laughs> but it was cool. I mean, then once, once, you know, like I knew the guy's name and it was the same guy working on the case, it was a lot easier and he called me a few times confirm stuff it was cool so it's really nice to have all your medical expenses paid it is nice yeah and you missed the hot weather though so. i did which is which is nice yeah so we went to the samba festival on saturday and it was extremely hot not extremely hot but i mean when you combine it with the humidity it gets yeah it's pretty sunny pretty uh yeah Sweaty yeah. and crowded. Especially when you're out and about, you know, if you just stand as under the heat for five minutes, everyone's, oh, it's not that bad. Once you start getting out and about. Yeah. You're walking around, you're in the sun for a long time. It's hot here in these <laughs> Japan. <laughs> Man, are we, are we first class podcasters? <laughs> but it's been fun. It's good to get out of the hospital. And uh, we had a great dinner last night. That was great, huh? Yeah, we went to. T.Y. Harbor Brewery? Yeah. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Talked to a co-worker today about that place. He said, yeah, that place is really good. Yeah. I got to give him those coupons, too. Our waiter was this Broke really cool there. guy from Malaysia, this Chinese Malay guy who just had that cool, like, you know, kind of service that's a little bit different from just, like, traditional Japanese style, or engaging, but still, like, like not overly, you know, not, not that overbearing that you can sometimes get back it was in the attentive. States. Like, I think but, that's yeah. the difference between... Uh, service here in Japan and good service in a different country. Mm-hmm. Because I, I remember I was taking some salad and I had mistakenly we we got uh, what did we get we got like the kick ass chili and <laughs> cornbread mm-hmm. and then we got a Caesar salad both for an appetizer and I took the cornbread and I put it on a flat plate that I had with the chili and the guy said oh no 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 we have these other bowls coming out so I'm like okay. So I took it and I put it in the bowl and I ate the chili and then I was going to take some of the salad and put it on the plate that already had the chili mm-hmm. on it and before I could even like lift up the salad he came back in with another plate. Yeah. Whereas so in I Japan you, did that. you would have to ask for another yeah. plate and they would be happy to give it to you but this guy in that place in general I yeah. think, he was really on top of like really kind of Yeah. They had the best of like what makes like Japanese service good is that the base level is usually really high. Just like if you ask for something, it's really attentive, and people don't throw their mood as much into their work. They're right. always trying to come with at least minimum A game. But then it had the good side of like American service, where the guy's really attentive and creative, but responsive to situations, and you know, and, and engaging but not overbearing. And we initially really went there for the beer too, because I heard they had pretty good beer, but the. The show stealer was really the, the food. food was good. Yeah, don't get food. the Shirley Temple. Yeah, yeah. except for the Shirley Temple. Temple was not rock. What, what, what was wrong with the Shirley Temple? It was pretty much soda with a little bit of food coloring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seven up or something. Yeah, yeah. The food itself was pretty outstanding. Yeah, Which, yeah. I mean, it wasn't Japanese food, but it was it was it was outstanding for what it was. I had the the lamb, the rack of lamb. That looks good. Mm. It was incredible. Yeah. It was probably was very good too. the second best lamb I've ever had. Where was the first? The one you made, right? No, if only. No, no, no. It would have been the leg of lamb in some random pub. Well, not some random pub, but some pub outside of where I worked in the UK. Mm. Where they'd just been doing it for 10,000 years. Oh, that's got to be good. 
so they, they, they had it right. But it was it was completely different. I, I wouldn't even necessarily say it was better. It was just a different recipe, different cut of meat. And the stuff was, it was really incredible. Even the mint, the minced mint, I don't know, what would you call it? Chutney that they added to it was, was really incredible. Hmm. Really brought everything out. It couldn't have been a better, could not have been better lamb. I, I, don't, I don't think so. It had been a while since I had a really good steak. Yeah, Chris and I had the steak. That was good, eh? It's really good. Good French fries, too. Mm-hmm. So actually, if you're in Tokyo, I should get the coupon. Why is it? The yeah, they get the summer. Next holiday, yeah, right? September 23rd. Yeah, the summer, Indian it's summer. Thursday. Right on the Iron. Oh, okay. September 23rd from 12 to 8, noon to, noon to 8. All you can eat buffet, five thousand yen plus three drinks. Five thousand yen in advance on the day it's six thousand yen. Yeah, kids are fifteen hundred yen. I should be getting a kickback for this. It includes <laughs> all you can eat buffet plus three drink tickets. Extra I'll, drink tickets are five hundred. I'll put yen. the address on the on the blog, people. Yeah, but it's a good restaurant. If you're in Tokyo, definitely. And especially, like, you know, though you might be like, oh, Japanese food is great, but after you're, like, you know, fifth dinner in a row where you're eating raw fish or some little bits and pieces of something you don't know, you're not familiar with, it's good to go to a place like this and get a steak or get some lamb or some snapper or something just cool. Kick-ass chili is on the menu as well. The kick-ass chili was pretty nice, actually. Well, it's, there's a oh, list Oh, it's a limited of, menu? It's a, yeah, it's limited. You can't get everything on the menu. It's <laughs> oh, a man. good selection. Hot dogs, hamburgers, chili, salad. I was thinking, like, you can get the steak. <laughs> chicken, shrimp. The snapper. <laughs> I got some chicken. I got some shrimp. It's Fred a barbecue. Shrimp. They can't. Be good. They can't I'd make say, the yeah, elaborate shrimp, meals. Yeah. <laughs> I would say if the food is half as good as it was, it is more than double worth five thousand. Yeah, it's yeah. worth it. And you get how much? The drinks are not all you can Three. drink, right? Three drinks. Three, Three drink tickets, but Chris will get six if we go. <laughs> That's true. Nice. It's in um, Nichome Ichinosan Higashi Shinagawa. And the thing the guy kept pointing out was like, you can have your you can have your lunch here, and then you can go and do something else and come back because once have you to pay, stay. Yeah. you can a, take a, a boat. Or a pass. You got yeah. a boat ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kept talking about. Oh, and that. the other cute. two places, their bakery and some other. And that little lounge, the, the water yeah, lounge, the water lounge, lounge or yeah. yeah, they're included as well. Yeah, or they'll cool little... they'll participate. It's a cool. Little, I'm sure it's all owned. They seem like all like partners or something. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe let's stop rubbing that part in. I did find out an into. An interesting thing about this place, the guy who owns it is the son of a guy who owns a um, wholesale food company in Japan, mm. and so that's why they have like a lot of really good wines. Ah, that's why. Yeah. I did want to, next time I'd like to try some of the wines, drink some stuff. Like Say that, that, though, their beer was pretty good, too. It was. It was. It's a microbrewery. It's kind of important to point that out, because the food was so good, it almost got passed by, it, but... Yeah. It didn't even occur to me. <laughs> <laughs> that pale ale was good. I thought the pale ale was actually pretty. The others were okay, but the pale ale was pretty solid. And it's nice because they'll sell they'll sell you a little sampler set for about a thousand yen. Yeah, and you get four different types of beers. Yeah, they had the pale ale, the amber, uh, the wheat, and then the seasonal like at the time for some reason was a stout or a porter yeah. or something, but a dark beer. But yeah, that one probably changes, but the others seem pretty standard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we used to do that on our podcast all the time. Like, edit. <laughs> I used to think like maybe I'd like clap so when I'm like making the thing, I'd see like, oh, that's what yeah. I want. Get it out. Yeah. 
Maybe I'll just leave that in. <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, Definitely was. Cylindric, yeah, you want to talk about Monja? I love Monja. How about you talk about Monja? It was your yeah. first experience. Well, I mean, it's been your first experience since the last podcast, too, right? Or is that not true? I don't know. Yeah, it was. You said it was relatively new to you. Uh, no, I started eating Monja the last time we were here. Quick description. Two years ago. And I can't describe Monja. The only way I can describe Monja is slop on a grill. That works. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing, and I think that every... Every person that visits Japan should experience it. But I'm very convinced that no matter what you order, you taste fish from the last guy. <laughs> I don't taste it, but... <laughs> but I think I taste fish in pretty much everything, because I think there is fish in pretty much everything. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably true. It's probably true, yeah. So if there were a blind man here, and you had to describe Monja to him, would you... Um, I would say don't make it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. It would be nearly impossible. Yep. Mm. <laughs> it's a base of a like, gravy. I'm not sure like what it is. It's kind of like, like a batter almost. liquidy pancake. Yeah, yeah, liquidy pancake batter. A little bit on the brown side. But not sweet or no. pancake. Kind of a sweet saucy flavor. Yeah. A little bit of sweet saucy flavor. Did we ever look up what it actually is made of? No. No, never might ruin it for us. Um, <laughs> and then it has um, definitely cabbage. All of the ones have cabbage, like diced up cabbage. And then you can add anything you want. We had a Mexican, and it was um, corn and beef. I don't remember cool. exactly what was in it. It was like a corn beef. Um, it said it had beans, but we didn't yeah, see we didn't see beans. <laughs> we didn't see any beans. Mm. There was some cheese on the side. The cheese on Doritos. the side. Some Doritos yeah. that are called tortillas and, and, and taco seasoning. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it had pork. It had pork. Okay. Okay, pork. Yeah. And tomatoes. Cool. Did they even yep. do that? I didn't know they. So did you take the solids style. out and you cook them up on the grill and chop them all up. Well, it's not a grill. It's a griddle. Griddle. Sorry, the griddle. Yeah, the griddle. That's built into the table until so you all sit around it and then you mash it all up with two big spatulas and then you create a circle and pour the liquid in and you let it sort of solidify but not really it kind of doesn't look like it's cooked when you eat it but it's it's done it's ready it kind of gelatinifies yeah a little <laughs> bit <laughs> the longer you leave it on the grill the more solid it becomes yeah <laughs> and then you eat it right off the griddle with a little tiny spatula, which would never be done in the United States because Health food Chris food, dropped yeah. his on the griddle and it gets really hot. It's metal, so. Yeah. <laughs> no. I like it for the experience. It is a fun food. It's mm -hmm. a lot of fun. And it's weirdly good. Like, you look at it and you think, hmm, how does this taste good? It looks like gook, you know, gook on a... On a I'm not going to lie, it looks, like, it looks like vomit on a salad. Yeah, exactly, that's a good description. <laughs> like, yeah. so if you, if you had the Italian monja, picture, yeah. like, eating a nice spaghetti dinner and some salad, yeah. and then, like, vomiting two hours later yeah. on the sidewalk. Yeah. It looks exactly yeah. like Because it. it's tomatoes and yeah. cheese it's bubbly. and, and yeah. some yeah. pork bits. Yeah. And... It's interactive. Mm -hmm. That's exactly But somehow it works as yeah. food. It's it really good. And it works with anything in it. Yeah. Like, we went to dinner with one of his colleagues, and they got the 
the special for that restaurant, and it had some crazy seafood in it that I didn't think yeah, I was going to like at all. and fish and yeah. like, uh, the, the big like, and... salmon row with the sack still there. Yeah. And, and I didn't think golly, it was going to be good, good, but I have... <laughs> I'm convinced that everything that goes in Monja just is good. <laughs> it's probably like the beer. They probably put crack in the Monja sauce. Yes. So no matter what you add in yeah. it. Like, mm, it's got yeah, crack it's in it. Back. Mm. <laughs> Man, and we, I missed out on that because I was eating lovely hospital food. We got to the restaurant, and uh, it looked pretty full. This is probably the most people I've ever seen in that restaurant. Yeah, because usually we go and there's barely anybody there. And it was a Friday or it was Saturday also night. it was from Friday night. Friday no Saturday, Saturday night Saturday it was Saturday night. night so so there were a lot of people there. But the nice thing about uh, this area called Skishima is they have one street that has all Monja restaurants on it, and there's got to be at least a hundred restaurants on there. That one street, and then and then there's a lot of restaurants on the side streets. Mm-hmm. But that place, um, as far as I know, is still not in any foreign tour guide books. Mm. So when you go there, you see a lot of local tourists who go there for inexperience. Mm. So we rarely see other Westerners. Yeah, I've seen maybe four or five. Now the whole street is going to be mad because <laughs> all these foreigners are coming because of your podcast. But but you found you found somebody that you really like to go to. There's the, mm-hmm. the this little old lady. She's the only one with a video in the front of her mm. restaurant. That shows you how to make it. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yep. You know what's funny? Like, I still haven't seen the video. I, I, I You tell me it's there, but I haven't seen it. I always completely ignore it. It's like Fred can't see dogs in little dog drawers. <laughs> we discovered. Anyone under seven. What's that? <laughs> He doesn't see the dog strollers. They're just like they're too low for him. Mm-hmm. Like, I have yet to actually anything view below chest a level. Fred does Even though we've walked by them with dogs in them many yeah. times, and I've tried to point them out, Fred's like, by the time we walk by them, he's like, I didn't see it. What are you There's talking about? There's a magic field. He just can't see it. You, you got to warn me like 20 seconds in advance, and yeah. I and I would see it. But otherwise, you know, if it's below chest level for some reason. You know, I just don't look down there. We were in a cr- by the elevators with a bunch of people. There were three dogs, mm-hmm. two in the carriage, and one that the woman was holding at chest level, and Fred saw that one, but <laughs> didn't see the stroller with the other two dogs. I think it's like trying to visualize the fourth or fifth dimension. It's like, you can't do it unless like, you have a PhD in mathematics. Fred, for some reason, cannot see dog strollers. <laughs> Maybe my brain sees them. You know, there's an old rumor that like when the Native Americans in the U.S. saw the ships coming, the, uh, the, sh- the, the, the European explorers coming, they couldn't see the ships because it was so crazy. They just couldn't, their brain couldn't process the information. So maybe that's how dog strollers are. Either they really don't <laughs> exist, or they're so crazy my brain just can't process mm. it. What do you see when you see a dog in a dog outfit? I see a dog roommate that really needs more things to do. <laughs> dog roommate. <laughs> 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 okay, <laughs> took me a little bit. But, oh, you didn't understand dog roommate? I, was, I, thought, I thought so, and I was like, "That's weird." But okay, and I, just didn't like... <laughs> hmm. I don't know how many times I've done a podcast and I just sat there for a second, like, hmm. <laughs> "Dog roommate, yeah, dog servant." That's actually a better description, isn't it? Man, mm. for some dogs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will bring you some food right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes, sir. Let us go out. Let me clean up your poop for you. Yeah. (laughs) It was the time to play. Ooh. I will bathe you. I will (laughs) feed you. I will walk you. You know something about that, Lendrick. You will soon. (laughs) A couple months. (laughs) Cool. Well, it was fun having you here. You're you're heading out tomorrow, right? Yeah, heading out tomorrow. We're gonna go to Chinatown, I guess, in Yokohama for for the day. But yeah, head out on the. Are you taking the night bus back, or I'm gonna take the Shinkansen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's time to go home in style <laughs> don't want no repeats of that yeah you're like after your five night hospital hotel stay I'm ready to get on the train all amenities included well the thing about staying in the hospital for five days is I actually saved a lot of money <laughs> like, I yeah. like I didn't spend any money I mean I had to pay 200 bucks to them for now but I should get reimbursed for that but other than that and you got so your it's laundry actually cheaper down. for you to be in the hospital than it is for you to live your regular life yeah Definitely. And you're, you know, in great health, you know, by the time you're out of there. So I am. I do feel a lot better. My money's not doing too well. I'm thinking about maybe checking in. <laughs> it's swollen tonsil time. Until you can afford to I can, I can introduce you to Dr. <laughs> yeah. No worry. Dr. Kobashi will put you on a five-day rest real soon. He's real quick about that. Yeah, I guess so. Huh? He'll be like, I'm not feeling so good. I think I need another ten days. <laughs> Doesn't seem like they'd hesitate too too much before saying, "All right, yeah, yeah, we love your American money, nice and sure." Mm, Although there's no internet access, so you might feel like go a little crazy. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I got some books and some stuff to do, and True. I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could use the time off from work. You know, it's all very. It's making a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, it's medical. You got anything I can stab myself with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have to use vacation days either. It would all exactly. just be sick time. Unlimited sick time. Yeah. And rub some bacteria at the back of your throat. That'll probably give you tonsillitis. Should have made out. Yeah, I was just, I was just that. thinking that. <laughs> Fred's like, oh, I feel like going back home. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. We're glad you're feeling better. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah, no, thanks for being really cool. And was, yeah, thanks for coming out and hanging out with us, too, and sticking it out a few extra days. No, nah, it's been good fun. Yeah, we're hoping the next time you come up, you'll actually get to spend some time. Yeah, I'm definitely out. go out <laughs> on a nice Friday, Saturday night, hit the town. That'll be fun. Cool. Well, I guess that'll wrap up this episode. Hopefully this gets you, like, a little fire going, maybe. When you get back to Kobe. Yeah, yeah. Because I think T-Bone Taro is about to kick my ass if I don't... I'm not going to promise anything, though, because I don't yeah. pressure. Cause no pressure. No pressure. What's nice a little episode? bit of pressure. The old Kobe beef show. I miss the Japanese lessons. That's what I miss. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah well. Didn't you have a wine one as well? I did. I did have a Way wine. Way of the grape. Way of the grape. Yeah. Fred was talking... We were talking about that earlier. Fred brought it up. It was cool. Just bring that back. Bring them all back. I should actually start up a Way of the Beer. That would be good. It'd be yeah. a complimentary podcast. We're going to have like dueling podcasts. That would be cool. I could do Way of the Whiskey. Way of the Whiskey. That would be cool. Wow, you get the best acronym. Wow. Wog and Wob. Cool. All right. I'm just going to end this here. Usually the outro music starts playing. All right. Sayonara. Good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for Fred. We'll probably do another one before you leave, too, anyways. Oh, we will? Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about that. <laughs> then I'll get my goodbyes then. Yeah. You can talk about your taste for the coffee since you've been back. Oh, and your, your, and your, your love and with your the uh, syrup. gum syrup, yeah, too. Yeah, and the creamer collection. Your gum syrup. Hey, it's not any different than last time, but I'm happy to talk about it again. You want to make Fred's day? Someone send him a bag of... 
condiments from coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> Gum syrup and creamers. It wouldn't hurt to, to throw the coffee in and go with it. So. Yeah. Okay. I've never ended a show with four people. Mm. So we'll just end it there. Bye. 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 Bye.